Welcome to this episode of The Trainer Feed. We are your hosts. My name is Andrew Sanchez. With me, I have Mr. David Bravo. What up? And Mr. Jacques Delogere. Hey guys, how we doing? Good, good. good. Everything's oh. good. Um, I was thinking the other day, I, I was watching um, uh, The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. That's with who again? It's just no, who's no one we know. They're like they're Netflix uh, stars. So not all on the blue. <clears throat> nah, dog. Um, that's the Hobbit. No, Jacques. <laughs> oh, it's a really, it's a really good show. That nah, is a really good show. Hey, one it's, more time. What is it called again? The, the Last, Last Kingdom. Kingdom. So it's, it's interesting. Your people, bro. It's uh, so that's why I thought of Jacques because they were uh, there was a castle there. Oh, it's and a I series, the whole not a movie. Situation with the the castle and Jacques' family owning a castle or something like that. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, holy smokes, like this is crazy. And I'm this sure like the... I've never been to Europe, but I'm I'm pretty sure like that's part of like the awe of going there, right? Because stuff is just so old there versus mm. here. It's kind of like you see stuff and you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, it's 200 nah, years old. The US, like, the US is relatively new. We're like the youngest nation. Right. I mean, unfortunately, there were things, but, you know, America yeah. just kind of just they just over, you know put you know out. swept under the rug yeah so that's not great and it's not to say like the castles mean anything really uh better oh, there's <laughs> nothing better but um i was i was watching that the other day and i was thinking about you and the castle and all that stuff it's a really good um the author of that um film i think his name is bernard cornwall cromwell cornwall cromwell or cornwall he wrote those books. He wrote another book that I really loved in high school. And I didn't realize it until um, I saw, I, I was watching the last, not this past season, but the season before. I think this this season, this current season, 2022, wasn't that great. But the previous seasons really were. Um, and I saw like at the end of the credits, I saw his name and I was like, holy smokes, like this guy. I was like, where do I remember that name from? And then I like dug up some books and I was like, this is what like, I, I was reading one of his book, uh, one of his books on World War Two. Um, actually, no, it was at, it was about Civil War, and I started crying. Like that's how powerful that book was. True, I was in high school, so you can make the argument as you know, in high school it doesn't take much, right? Like <laughs> you're pretty vulnerable as is. But um, that book was really powerful. So it's cool to see some of the stuff that he's written come to Netflix and um, them do a good job with it. So that's cool. Anyway, aside from that, I want to talk about fixed mindset and growth mindset when it comes to coaching. So not only with trainers, but also with clients and athletes. So um, do any of you know like what a fixed mindset or growth mindset is or want to give like an example of one of the others for our listeners who may be hearing this for the first time uh so if i give myself i give a stab at say a fixed mindset it's possibly the thinking that you've done things a certain way you've always done them you've always done them a certain way and you always yielded certain results so if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of mentality and you know um a bit somewhat rigid in your line of thought in your in your programming if you will cool um david 
Um, I think a fixed mindset could mean that a person has a certain goal that is that they don't want to budge on. You know, they they have they're like, I want to do this. And then they really don't want to change it any little bit, even, you know, regardless of injury or just a little setback. Um, and a growth mindset, I think, is more of a, you know, if, if I'm hurt in this way, maybe I can't reach that one goal, but I can make little goals instead that could maybe get me to my fixed goal later. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you both kind of hit on the point of just like digging your heels in with a fixed mindset. Um, and that's pretty much what it is like just having your previous beliefs and maybe having some, um, experiences to back that up. Um, but when reached with alternative solutions, there is resistance, uh, to say the least and in both ways. And then a growth mindset would just be the opposite of that. Right. So you're just a little bit more open to different ideas or open to suggestion and um, looking to always continue to, you know, expand on your current knowledge base. And uh, one of the things that I, or one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was because um, recently, you know, I've gotten a couple of clients, holy smokes, recently I got, I got a couple of clients that um, spoke about their previous coaches and how their previous coaches kind of had that mindset already where they were just like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I do things. This is what works. Um, and then when they have had input from other people, like other, uh, like whether it's a physical therapist or occupational therapist or doctors or whatever, um, suggest them try to do something a little bit differently. Um, the coaches kind of like double down and say that they won't. Um, and that had been troubling for them in the past, which is why they were looking for something different. So it made me think about how important that is from a client's perspective. Um, and then conversely, like the other end of the spectrum, when we have clients that are kind of fixed and they already have their beliefs and they're just, you know, kind of pushing back against what we might think is a better path. Um, so I just wanted to see if you guys had any experience with some of that and what are some of the positives or be, uh, positives or benefits from identifying that? Because I think part of the, the thing is knowing that so you don't get like super frustrated because it's easy for people to take things personally, especially if they're just like, well, why should I listen to you? And then your you know, brain is saying, F that, you know, I, why do I have to work with this person or something like that? but sometimes analyzing or having the knowledge helps you understand it and not take things so personally. So have you ha had any experience with um, either being a fixed mindset coach or having some fixed mindset clients? And then what are some benefits that you've gotten from knowing about fixed and growth mindsets? I think definitely had cases where I've done both and try to bounce from one side to the other. So if I know someone's doing something that's probably harming or sabotaging their chances, it's hard to not come across as someone with a fixed mindset. You definitely want to be able to say, okay, well, even if you don't give up this kind of food, or even if you don't do this amount of cardio, whatever it, it may be, if someone has a weight goal loss, a weight loss goal, for example. Oh, I definitely think that when it comes to achieving goals, benchmarks, there's not just one way of doing it. Personally, having come back from some surgeries, I've, every recovery has been a little different. So I'm a firm believer that it doesn't have to be the set one way. So I'm pretty open with that. Then again, if, 
it, I think it, it falls back down to if you're if you have an open mindset, I think the ball might roll back to the other side where for a fixed mindset, if you're trying to be open and meet the person halfway and say, all right, well, let's try this way. And I traditionally won't suggest doing this, but if we do it in a modified version, let's see how it goes. And if you don't go anywhere, I think that's when sometimes you have to reassess. Okay. Yes. We have definitely tried to be open-minded and be a little practical about how to approach this, but if it's not yielding anything or we're not successful, then we maybe just have to go back to being simple and basic with, going to square one you know so i think there's that to take into consideration you're right you're right uh, i think you know it goes both ways um i typically i do have i've had clients that are very fixed on one thing you know because maybe they've come from a certain background or their last trainer did, a, did things a certain way um or they've seen things online you know for for such a long time that they are hesitant to try something or to try or to try another movement again. Right. It's like when you have somebody that comes in like, Oh, I'm never doing deadlifts because last time I did it, I'm going to hurt myself. And it's like, okay, well, I like, at least let me see what you did. You know, at least let me see how you were doing it. You know, if there's something we need to modify because a lot of exercises, I think, you know, the way you do them do dictate whether or not they're going to be good for you or not. Um, and there's a point where you have to tell them like, listen, this is something that I think is very important for you to do, you know, maybe not a regular barbell deadlift, but maybe a kettlebell deadlift or a split stance deadlift or, or any sort of hinge, you know, try to explain that to the client and hopefully they'll, they'll be open to the, to, you know, trying to do it. Um, and then I've also been the other way where I do have my own beliefs of how to do certain things. And it's hard, it's hard for me in a way to accept them. Like, you know what, let's try something else because, there, there are studies that show that doing certain thing does yield benefit. Right. And, and it's hard to be like, Oh shit. Well, you know, there, there's this other way we could do it. And it's kind of hard because you don't want to fail. You don't want to fail doing it a certain way. And then you're like, well, you know, you don't want to say I told you so, but it's like, well, let's go back to the way things were kind of progressing. If they were progressing fast enough, like you wanted, then maybe that's something we need to, you know, look at what is, what is something we could be adding to your program or something we could be taking away from the program, but not necessarily completely change your whole mindset because you're afraid somebody's going to get offended, you know, and that comes down to, I think, what type of coach you are because you don't want to be fake to your clients at the end of the day. Yeah. You, know? you want to be transparent with them for sure. Yeah. You're muting. Yeah, I just realized it. Uh, and now I think that that touches on a couple of things that we spoke about in the past, just like being transparent and, um, you know, also gaining that trust first and foremost with people, um, understanding, hearing them, hearing where they're at, but that's also falls into the category of growth mindset, like listening to people, actively listening to people um, and making sure that you're getting as much information as possible, because the last thing you want to do is say, all right, we won't do deadlifts but we're going to do kettlebell hip hinges. And all of a sudden they look at it and they're just like, wait, that's just the same thing. It was like, you just changed the name of it, but that's the same thing that hurt my back, right? So being uh, transparent with, we are going to, the reason like identifying the issue and saying like, all right, this issue is generally caused by X, Y, and Z. Let's try to work on X, Y, and Z, strengthen out the glutes, you know, work on your form, repetition, core strength, stability. Um, and then we'll slowly start to pepper in some hinging patterns, which a deadlift is, 
Um, and maybe instead of using a barbell deadlift, we can use a kettlebell because kettlebells will, uh, in theory, could be closer to the center of gravity because of how you can hold the kettlebell versus how, it, how you have to handle a barbell. Um, and then also you can manage the loads through progressing it. Like a barbell might be 45 pounds. The kettlebell can be 10 pounds, then 15, then 20, things like that. So now I think you guys hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, do you know of some fixed mindset coaches that will never have never changed? And, and how do you work with that in the workplace? Uh, I've definitely come across some and it's a little harder to get across to them. I think an important, <laughs> I also think we know some people in mind. Um, I think the important thing is to definitely let the people know that we hear them, we value their opinion and to never override that thought process but maybe to complement it i think that's the best way of um teaming with those mindsets i think you never want to be confrontational that doesn't really work often so i think just valuing their information their thought process their program things of that nature and then seeing if you can combine to just enhance it i think that's the best way of that. that's the best approach typically yeah you gotta also listen to them and see where they're at and then you know maybe apply some other some other uh you know principles to your own things and if it doesn't work for you then you know you could always look at other ways of doing it um but also i think disregarding it is also not the greatest thing either right because like i said earlier if there's a whole bunch of you know articles and studies saying that something works then maybe it does work you know and then conversely, on the other end of the spectrum too, like maybe if there aren't any studies on something, maybe it does work, right? Like for people who are sitting there saying, uh, I have back pain, but every time I do my high intensity uh, kickboxing class, my back pain goes away. And you, you might sit there and say, well, I don't know if it's that or it might be something else. Like maybe it's the warm up that they do prior, right? Or maybe it's like the recovery and the stretching that they do after, not necessarily the kickboxing. So um, yeah. also seeing it through that lens as well. So they, that, I mean, that's when they have to be like, well, okay, well, it stops, it stops hurting after the class, but it hurts before every class. You're like, okay, well, you know, some, something's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, there was one more thing that I wanted to say uh, in regards to that. I think also sometimes what helps is going to these classes, right? Like not necessarily like uh, group fitness classes, but I'm, can you guys hear that in the background? Yep. Yeah, there's a dog war on my floor. Everybody got a dog. So everybody has Alfie's like, going to come over and sort them out right off. you know, them out. Yeah, Alfie actually got right. riled up when he heard some of those dogs before. But yeah. Alfie's a good boy. He's chill. Bust him up. He's like Alfie and he's like, all right they can have it um but uh but yeah like going to classes or going to seminars education wise like that also really helps too because then you're exposed to different things trying different things learning from different people and true sometimes it might be a little bit outside the wheelhouse but giving people the opportunity to speak and seeing how some of that stuff can um benefit you your clientele or your coaching style is also something that uh, always something that i look towards like my style is not necessarily for everyone um but sitting in on um hearing how other people have done it and they've been successful with it has uh, always been beneficial to me because i'm not the type of person if somebody says oh my back hurts i'm not like 10 more it's like oh my ankles hurt like five more 
right? I'm not necessarily going to say push I'm going to switch page. my style. Yeah, feel the burn, feel the burn. Yeah, and then they get re-upped, kind of re yeah. another 24-pack or something like that. And you're just like, how? It's like, this person's <laughs> always in pain. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just going to change my style to follow them completely. But, you know, observe some of that stuff and take what you can and learn what you can from those people because you never know when you might need it. And um, it's always good to have the tools and not use it than to not have them at all. With that said, we will wrap up this episode. It was a quick one today. And we will see you guys.